I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily and Gareth. Saturday morning! It doesn't get any better than that. And uh, here we are in Absolute, the home of the Easter no-repeat guarantee, mm. which is the same as our normal no-repeat guarantee, except it's made of chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good job Jesus Christ didn't have an Easter no-repeat yeah. guarantee, or there would have been no resurrection, <laughs> and we'd all have to work on Monday. None of these songs will rise again Yes, over these three days. It's a pity, because I know the other DJs here were absolutely desperate to play Nothing by the Egg, and I've beaten them to it. Oh, so. oh I nearly said the yolks on them, thank God. Oh, I'm I, so glad oh, you didn't. God, I held back from that. I mean, people oh, switched okay. off immediately. You've got to have standards in this business. <sighs> I know he doesn't, but... <laughs> OK, so... <laughs> this is... Um, I can't keep... I keep introducing myself like some strange robot who's gone. This is Frank Skinner and Absolute Radio. It's like, yes! People at home going, yes! We've worked that out! Say something funny! I hate it when people say that. So we were in... Uh, we, were, we went off to Blackpool last week. Those of you who listen to the show regularly... I think there are what? Is it seven? Did we work out? Yeah, about that. They, um... I've got an Easter bonnet, by, by the way. Easter bonnet. Easter bonnet. Listen, oh, I've got Listen. One. listen. Yeah. All together now. Oh, I've taken mine off and I'm wearing it as a bracelet. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, Daisy, who is the... Uh, what's, what, what, who is she again? The as- associate. Assistant. assistant. I don't know if it's assistant or associate producer. Bought us all a chocolate um, rabbit. Is that nice? Does this with- bell mean it's got leprosy? Yes. <laughs> is that what the bell's for? Oh, no, I don't think God. it's got leprosy. I think it's collecting plague victims. <laughs> this is a lovely Easter message. So if you can imagine the Easter <laughs> bunny going, bring out your dead. <laughs> anyway, yeah, we were from in- plague to Blackpool. Yeah. A novel by Beryl Bedford. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, we, we were at we were at the George Formby convention. George Formby, in case you don't know, was a Lancashire comedian from the uh, 30s and 40s who sang things like "In Me Granddad's Flannel at Night Shirt." Spot the similarity, yeah. listeners. And uh, oh, we had such a good time. Oh, I loved the Blackpoolians. We had a great time. The uh, there was a thing at the at the uh, George because the thing about George Formby fans, they don't just turn up and 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 talk about George Formby and watch films and and all that, which they do do. But they all, because George Formby played a ukulele, they all play ukuleles. Mm. And that is, uh, that's what I love about it. It's the interactive nature, the red button nature. Everyone does a turn. Yeah. There's a lot of ukuleles. Oh, man, it was a ukulele fest, almost literally. I actually bought uh, an old Gibson. How much did it cost, Frank? <laughs> Nine hundred and fifty quid. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit rash, I know. But I was it, disappointed though because they'd said, "Oh, the jo- the George Formby ukulele shop is just down here." It was in a hotel, <laughs> we should say, the convention, and they had an impromptu shop. So I got very excited because I like any opportunity to be sort of consumerist. I thought, great, I'll buy like a nice mug tree or a souvenir sort of sweatshirt. Mm. And we walked into the room and there was basically 12 old men with pints around some ukuleles discussing them. That's not a shop. No, not not strictly speaking a shop, but it worked for me because I did buy a ukulele. You did. They did have a stall and on the stall there 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 was a square of material like 
slightly rough Hessian material for sale. It says one pound. <laughs> I said, what is that? He said, well, you know when you're playing a ukulele but you're wearing a shiny shirt <laughs> <laughs> and it keeps it keeps slipping off your chest. He says, you, you just put yeah. that material against your chest and, and it can get a bit of purchase. Yeah. I just Velcro. I fit myself with a bit of Velcro yeah. on the back of the uke. Straight on, just stays there. What I've done is I've I've welded about forty fish hooks into the back of my ukulele, and I just put it straight into the flesh. Oh, yeah. Can I just say this is Roman Catholic ukulele playing with oh. his fighters? Can you just say what? On a very well, don't say that you've already said. Don't forget the Easter. Before you start snapping at me twice, I was about to say something very nice about oh, you. Go on then. I was going to say Gareth and I actually felt very proud of you. Because you stood up there, didn't you? And you did two numbers. I did do two numbers. I think it was seven <laughs> and 41, I think it was, from the George Formby hymn book. No, I did. I, I got up and um, I had to perform. And it's, it's a very a tough, tough crowd. to perform yeah. because they watch every note. They, they have memorised George Formby's solos. I mean, note by note. So they're really mm. looking out for it. But, yeah, it was, it was, it was really you absolutely it. splendid. I, t- I sat in breakfast... Um, the next morning after, oh, you'd gone. Oh, yeah, I don't know who'd left it on the chair. <laughs> no, I, sat, I sat by the window on my own and I watched all these different types of people arriving with ukuleles. It was like it was it was like being a, part, a wizard. It, you thought there were different types of people there. Well, I thought there were several different types, of people, but it really made, made me so happy. I I sang like a bird. I like the young people. There were young people there. Yeah, I think we'll move on. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> if you not like that, they were just like they were like celebrities, weren't they? Because there were two main young people, and they and people thought they were kings. Keep talking, Em. It's going <laughs> to be all right. I'm glad you're not news reporter. Two main young people. <laughs> yeah, and people thought they were kings. <laughs> okay, so there you are. <laughs> is it this a is it count of the nativity? <laughs> Anyway, it's gone very religious this morning. If you want to text us about anything at all, we're on 8, 12, 15. I say 8, 12, 15. Let me hear you say 8, 12, 15. I'm talking about 8, 12, 15. Take it to the bridge, 8, 12, 15. There's the no-repeat guarantee shot through the ceiling. I think it's pulp time. Absolute Radio. That was uh, Pulp, Common People. My theme song. Yeah, in many ways, yeah. Do you know what he once said that um, that Three Lions was one of the worst songs that ever made? Ever made. And Did he really? Jarvis Cocker. It's just a pity, because I think Common People is an absolutely brilliant song. I'd love to come back to it for ten. Oh, that's very Robbie. big of you. Yeah, exactly. I've, got, I've, I've just got two words for Jarvis Cocker. Try shampoo. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gareth. They were on a lot of drugs around then. They didn't. I don't know, know if you can say. It. I don't know if you yeah. can People say. People said they were on a lot of drugs Are on they? documentaries. Yeah, yeah. but let's you know, not you can't get deeper. They say they're all on drugs. <laughs> oh no, sorry, no, I'm in it. I've got into the same mess with your libelous. Just because that bloke Simon Singh won the libel case doesn't mean we can say anything we like yeah. about people. It's not free for all, love. You're crazy. <laughs> I remember when he was just Simon Says, and then he got musical. Anyway, there's a bit of uh, so yeah. The, we were talking. Let's uh, just to finish off the, the the talk of the George Formby conference. There's a thing called the thrash at the George Formby. Uh, That's sort convention. of a ukulele transmitted disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're all right if you wear that bit of cl- cloth on your shiny shirt. But if you're going to go on, you know, on safe, you're asking for it. Oh God. So um, 
I'm not doing a G-string joke. No, don't. Jeff, Jeff, cut the G-string joke. <laughs> no, don't cut the... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so what happens is they, they start... They, they say, OK, it's the thrash, and they st- uh, uh, everyone in the room with a ukulele, and that's, like, about 150 people, all get up on stage, and they all play, like, four shortened versions yeah. of George Formby songs. And it really... I looked around me, and I'm just surrounded by these smiling banjo players, these uh, ukulele players, sorry. And it made me think that, in fact, we're all one unified whole, really. I know we're split into separate individuals, but we've all got that same flickering light inside us. Ukulele. In, it, in, in some ways, <laughs> it can be manifested as a ukulele, but it can also be just love. <clears throat> so we had a, you had a tweet, didn't you? Well, on the way oh, back from Blackpool, I was sitting at the train station. I don't think you can actually get a tweet in Blackpool. <laughs> I did. I managed to get email and everything. I with me, it, I was I, with Emily. I think in Blackpool it manifests itself as a fax. <laughs> <laughs> That's as modern as it's going to go. <laughs> um, and I got a telegram. <laughs> it was actually sent as a text by the time it reached Blackpool. <laughs> um, it was brought by a man in a uniform. Was it like a bellboy man? It was, yeah, a bellboy man. <laughs> I like Blackpool as well because you can have fish and chips at 11.30am without judgement. Which is what we did. Yeah, we did have that. Except oh. I sport it by ordering herbal tea. Anyway. <laughs> I can't believe you ordered herbal know, tea in Harry Rams. In, in the chippy. <laughs> herbal what? <laughs> um, anyway, so my tweet... Mm. Um, Ross Noble popped into my tweet box. <laughs> Ross Noble, the pardon. famous comedian. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you too. Ross Noble popped into my tweet And box. I'm a massive fan of Ross Noble. And he's a friend of the show as well. He's come on oh, the show. Yeah, he certainly is. Friend of the show. So imagine my delight. Hold so, on. Okay, I've imagined it. Has it been imagined? Oh, um, is it Turkish? <laughs> <laughs> to read this from Ross Noble. Hi, Emily. Hope you're well. Loving the podcasts. He's loving the podcasts. He listens to us. He's in Australia, isn't he? Listening as I tour Oz. Oh, lovely. Then he had an instruction, Ross Noble did. He said, check out this clip from Terminator. And I think he meant the Terminator TV series it was from. No, um, Terminator's held together by paper clips. (laughs) That's um, how that works. So this is uh, no, this, this this is the clip that uh, Ross Noble sent us. I, I presume you all you all know Ross Noble, the famous comedian. He sent us uh, this clip. Are you ready? Don't let me get all a houseman on you. <laughs> it was a reference, a reference to a houseman. Oh no, we need to reset the system. <laughs> Noble set off the alarm, the A.E. Houseman alarm. No, but it's unbelievable, that, isn't it? Yeah. Good old... Well, if, you, if when you listen to this podcast, Ross, we love you so much we for really sending do. that, and it made us happy. And um, mind that bandicoot. <laughs> <laughs> Something I was... I was once driving around Australia with a girlfriend, and I actually had opportunity to say at one point, mind that bandicoot, because <laughs> there was one crossing the road. It's an animal. Don't look at me like that. It's an animal. <laughs> Radio. There's adverts on the telly for Halifax now. They've retired Howard. You know Howard, the uh, mm. the, the, the black bloke with the glasses on. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he seems to have gone. Um, but they've got, they do it like as if it's a radio station. And, oh. and it's actually people by the real staff of Halifax. And uh, it's unnervingly like this show <laughs> when I watch it. You should try it. It's a, it's a regular advert on, um, I think, Sky News. Here you go. Keeping you up to date here on Absolute Radio. (laughs) 
don't know what will keep me up to date with. Anyway, I guess what? What? I've been uh, asked to do... Um, asked to be a guest on Desert Island Discs. You have oh, not. <laughs> you have not. Seriously. Seagulls. That was a right. They're more like poppies. Can I just say, that is a really nice, serious show. And it I is. D- yeah, and it's that it's Kirsty Young, isn't it? Is he? Mm. Yeah, oh, God, she's I the ho- presenter. I was anticipating Roy Plum. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to him? Was he fired? <laughs> yes. But I'm worried about you. What are you going to play? You're going to... It'll be like, the child was spot Victorian. It's going to be like the four, and all well, these nannas are going to switch def- up. I will definitely play the four. Are you? I think now nannas are sort of growing into that age. Oh, maybe. You know, whereas nannas used to talk about World War II, they now talk about... Pole. The Dave Clark fight. <laughs> You know, they're they're catching up slowly. People, th- no one remembers World War Two anymore. Mm-hmm. If you remember World War Two, this is this week's <laughs> calling. What happened? <laughs> I can't remember who won. <laughs> we could Google it, I suppose. So you're looking forward to it? Yeah, it's exciting. I, I mean, you know, you, you, pick, you pick your eight records, and then mm-hmm. uh, so I'll have the fall, obviously, and um, I'll have uh, you know, there'll be I'll have craft work. People who were seminal things in my life. George Formby. We don't want to give all the choices away, then. No, no, no. I don't. Oh, God, I don't want to give the choices away. But I tell you what, I'm, I, it's, the, uh, it's the luxury item that's the, the tricky thing. Cause oh, you're allowed, yeah, you're allowed one, are you? You can take a book and a luxury item. Obviously, you get the Bible and the complete works of Shakespeare. That'll be useful for Jamie Redknapp right. and people like that. Mm. Yeah, complete exactly. works of Shakespeare. Or also, if, if, if you're on a desert island with a door that won't stay open... <laughs> Yeah. Then it's good to have a couple of two big books. <laughs> I actually, um, I'd be very happy to uh, read the uh, complete works of Shakespeare and the Bible, speaking for myself, but yeah. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. So I get to take another book. Yeah. I, the, my favourite ever was when Keith Waterhouse, the, the journalist, was on, and he said, I'd like something that really reminded me of England, something quintessentially English. Can I have a year's leather bound copies of The Exchange and Mark? <laughs> <laughs> So that was a great choice. I, I speak as the man who once did a voiceover for an exchange of Mart Advert. All together now? Don't know where to start. <laughs> exchange of Mart. <laughs> yeah. Um, and when George... I think George Bernard Shaw was one of the first people on it. What, on the Exchange really? of wow. Mart advert? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he had some plays he was trying to get rid of in, in exchange for a Vauxhall Viva. He was trying to get, like, get down. Um... Yeah, he needed one where the um, speedo was slightly to the left so it wasn't obscured by his enormous <laughs> beard. <laughs> they, they make them, but there's only about four in, in Ireland where he lived. So, yeah, he, he went to the mart. Anyway, um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Oh, Desert Island. Uh, so. he, he, uh, his book was The Beginner's Guide to Boat Building. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's clever. Clever. He could have oh, used yeah, the beard as a raft. Mm. He's given that some thought. Yes. He could, I imagine he'd trail the beard into the off the shore and, and collect plankton on which he could live. Mm. That's that's what I'm guessing. I've been wrong before. So I thought we could ask the we could ask the listeners, our oh, yeah, beloved that's a good listeners, idea. To, to say what should my luxury item be. You can chuck the book in as well if you like. Yeah. I haven't decided on a book here. And what I'm would thinking they of ha- something obviously. Well, no, I can't say that. Do you have to have a book? Because I, I would want. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I would want like a box set or something. I, you know, I don't often reread books. No, it's a book though. There, there are book. You could have like a reference book or something like that. You know. What for? Like for? Well, identify. Maybe identifying fruit. 
Hang on, does the other luxury item have to be a book? Can't it just be anything? No, you have a luxury yeah. item, which oh, okay. is anything, and then you, you can have a book of your own choice. Oh, OK. Do you never listen to Desert Island? <laughs> <laughs> do you'll be go-go! We've, we've already had some yeah. texts in. On, I'm, I'm asking um, what my luxury item and or book should be on Desert Island Disc, which I'm recording soon. Well, Kay said he liked... I think he's referring to that song, Morning Frank, reminds me of the Beach Boys. Yeah, it's got an element nice. of, of Beach Boys messing around on their own and saying, no, 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 this is, this is a bit ragged, let's do some mm. proper stuff with nine million mixed harmonies on. But yeah, so, good point. suggestions for the Desert Island. Kev has said, how about a loom and a copy of the Ura Woolly annual? <laughs> well, there's two things I like about that. I love the idea of saying that. Uh, <laughs> And um, Kirsty saying, what would your luxury item be? A, a loom, please, <laughs> I say a loom. And I also like the fact that you can't say, oh, Willie. So you say, ooh, ooh, <laughs> uh, Yeah, ooh, Willie is like a... I've never really read much, ooh, Willie. It's... Uh, mm, Laura's into ooh, it. Ooh, Willie sounds like something you could catch from paying for sex. I don't really know oh, what it is. I've got a bit of a ooh, Willie. <laughs> Um, oh, is I'm it like sorry. a comic strip thing? Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's made by the people who make the Beano and that, but it's Scottish, so it's it's enormous. I'm oh, sorry, Scotland. I don't read that. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> a, be- a Beano thing in Scotland. Exactly. Well, so I, any Scottish listeners will, will they'll have grown up on Ur Willie okay. almost certainly, and of course, whiskey. <laughs> Someone suggested you take me as your luxury item. Frank, why not take Emily as your luxury item, as she seems luxurious? Oh, mm-hmm. thank they, you. A lot of maintenance to do, though. That's yeah, there is. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if I've got the tools. <laughs> he does say, although you probably end up being her man Friday. Well, exactly. Well, yeah, there is that. I, I can imagine me um, one day doing your nail varnish on your toes and thinking, how did this happen? <laughs> how did this happen? I thought we were supposed to be a team on this desert island. Um, <laughs> Those seagulls, they don't, they're just not right. <laughs> yeah. Any other, any other texts um, on J- this Jay and theme? Kent um, says, um, book, SS survival guide, luxury item, girls allowed. I know I don't know if you could have human beings as a luxury item. No, and also, no. wouldn't they squabble? Yeah. Probably. Although I do like the idea of coming out of my little hide in the morning, <laughs> you know, just brushing the sand to one side as I come out on my knees. And I've just got, like, jeans... Rip very raggedly at the uh, at the thigh. The way jeans seem to go when people are shipwrecked on a desert island. <laughs> yeah, they're always perfectly ripped. And just look, they'd, they'd still be sleeping. I, I don't mm. imagine they get up much before lunchtime. The girls, the loud girls. But imagine that there'd be a little washing line with smalls on it, blowing. <laughs> and maybe their hair pieces as well hanging on there. <laughs> Oh. Well, there'd be hair pieces on there, small. <laughs> no. Well, I don't have that kind of eyesight. <laughs> but I think that would be a lovely thing. I mean, I think they'd be great company. Oh, I'd no, have... they wouldn't. They'd be shrieking. It would be like that Boots Here Come the oh, Girls no. advert. It'd be awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I've got nothing to eat. <laughs> what do we do on the beach? Where's yeah. Ashley? Oh, no, I don't like him anymore. <laughs> yes. Is that Cheryl Cole? <laughs> no, I think it's a this cartoon character Cole. from... Uh, Somebody used to work with Ockleberry Hound. Cheryl Cole speaks. Is that how she speaks? Yes. I, I presume that her throat has been hit against uh, the side of the raft in a, in a freak yeah. wave as, we, as lot, we came ashore. I've got quite a lot of debris in my mouth. Yeah. Is it flotsam or jetsam, Cheryl? Oh, a little bit of both, I think. <laughs> oh, God. This is going to affect her singing career. <laughs> Not <Yeah>. that much. <laughs> um, but a little bit. I would like to take this opportunity to read out an, an email we got in the week, actually, Frank. 
from one well, of our podcast listeners. Okay, we're oh. supposed to get to adverts now. Is it well, what one? do you want to do? I'll do a quick one. <laughs> it's from Chris Wayne in New Zealand. <laughs> I might as well get into that catchphrase <laughs> before I'm shipwrecked on a desert <laughs> island with girls allowed. <laughs> Just do a quick one <laughs> before the others come. Okay, Frank. I'll oh, not you. You frighten you freak me out. <laughs> Send the ginger one. It's Tuesday, isn't it? Didn't I say there should be a rotor? No, 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 I'm doing the voice. Oh, let's have some adverts. We'll come to this later. My ears are bleeding. Is that all right? <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Gareth, I've never seen you play a guitar before. That was um, Walk This Way. I quite fancied you when you did that. Really? Yeah. Wow. You fancied Gareth? Yeah. That's going to really complicate things. We've only been a desert island for ten minutes and already this has started. I should (laughs) say to Laura, only for nine seconds, no offence, and then it went. I thought I looked a bit like I was having a seizure when I did that, (laughs) so that's a bit odd. For anyone at home who's had a seizure, we didn't mean any harm by that. (laughs) Get over it. Probably call someone. When I say get over it, if they do get over it, then I'll have develop some sort of faith healing <laughs> thing and people will come and they'll come all the way to Golden Square just to touch mm. the hem of my garment. <laughs> just have you say, get over it. Yeah, exactly. Just get over it. Oh, I'm cured. Wouldn't that be marvellous? <laughs> yeah, that was on the MC with um, Walk This Way. Of course, if I could walk that way, I wouldn't need the talcum powder. <laughs> We've had a text in, Frank, on 812.15. Oh, that's a bit of an occasion. Hold on a minute. That was, a, that was the top coming off um, oh, champagne. Oh, that was very cheap champagne, that, wasn't that, it? Yeah, I couldn't... Uh, that's something wrong with my thumb. I can hear a noise, and I think it's the arrival of David Baddiel. His voice is so loud, I can hear e- an echo. Anyway, because he's our guest today, we should oh, say. Oh, yeah, let's... Oh, I think I... I, think I, I can hear, hear him. Upstairs. <laughs> that could be him. Yes, David Baddiel is our guest today. What about yeah. that? Remember wow. him? Yeah. David, so the, my dear, my old mocker. He is your mocker. And he's my friend as well, I should say. You're the only one who doesn't know him, Never Gareth. met him, never met him. Yeah. I don't think he'll like you much. No, I think, I think so. these people with glasses... Frank. These people with glasses, they get... There's a rivalry, you know what I mean? They <laughs> want to be the only people with glasses in the room. That's why the proclaimers squabbled their whole life through. <laughs> anyway, this text I've been trying to read, so it's from Steve at the Village Bakery, who I love. Oh, he's one he's of our legend. regular listeners. Didn't they do yeah. YMCA? No. Okay. Um, Steve says, Frank's book, this is on the desert island, Frank, yeah. Frank's book should be called Tales of the Blanc. That would keep you busy for years. <gasps> you know who he means. It, this is a, a reference to the fact that that, uh, that Gareth often tells fabulous tales about his one celebrity friend, <laughs> Raymond Blanc. I think it might be. I think it might be. Yeah, I do. Because I, I went to the restaurant. <laughs> hold it, hold it, hold it. <laughs> I went to the Maison Blanc in Winchester. Did you? I'm surprised yeah. you never mentioned it before. You went to no. the Maison Blanc in Winchester. Yeah. And I've said a couple of things about it, but there's one interesting thing that happened. Is that, um, oh God! What a day it was. <laughs> the um the the waitress came over and and she said, um, Mr. "Where's the music? We need the music." Frank. No, no, I'm I'm, oh. I'm, I'm hooked now, <laughs> Mr. Blanc. Um, would you like me to charge it to your account? And he said, "Oh no, I like to pay my bills myself straight away." Even though it was even his, his even though restaurant. it was his place, and so she and she called him Mister Blanc, oh. not Monsieur, not Monsieur Blanc. <laughs> and she said, "Okay." And she said, "Oh," I'm, and she fiddled with the machine. She said, oh, "I'm having a bit of a problem with the machine. Do you mind if I?" And go, "No, I like to. I want to pay now, please. I want to pay now." Ooh. Yeah. So she went and sorted it out and brought him the bill. 
left him. And afterwards, he said, "Sorry, can I ask you about this thing on the bill here? What? What is?" What is she must have been the bill. I would imagine she must have been terrified. So what is what is this? What is, what is this? That's a chocolate eclair. And he goes, Oh yes. Ah <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> What an ending to an anecdote. <laughs> he didn't even say we. He could have said we. But no, he said yes. Oh yes. I mean I don't think he's quite got into character, Ramon. That poor girl, though. You don't want to be. You don't want Raymond Blanc yeah, querying she, in, in the Raymond Blanc. She was Blanc. nervous. She was dropping plates. She was. It was a fiasco. Oh, actually, she sounds rubbish. Well, I was going to say that sounds a much better anecdote than Raymond Blanc querying a bill. I know, but you got to you got to get well, Leblanc in there. Got to pace myself. Yes. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have blown the plate breaking. <laughs> no, that's it. You, you've killed two Raymond Blanc anecdotes with one uh, with one stone. <laughs> um, what? I, I, sing! Oh God, I've just got a note from the producer that says sing. Oh, what the prison? <laughs> my love, I shall endure. Um. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, there's a song called Sing. I'll I'll, I'll play that. Shall I? Absolute radio. And um, stop giggling, Emily. <laughs> I tell this show is much funnier during the records. We ought to bring out. That's what the podcast should be. Stuff said during the records. Of course, there'd be, uh, there'd be trouble. <laughs> Police, <laughs> libel, etc. Okay, so um, I was speaking of uh, the police. Yeah. Did you see Heather Mills was in uh, in trouble this week? Mm. Oh, Yeah. She's she's not often out of it, that one, is she? That one. You see, already we've started off on the anti-Heather... What is it with people? Why do people hate Heather Mills so I much? can't imagine. I, but what is it? Do you Have you ever met her? No, I haven't, actually. Well, there you go. Have you met her, Gareth? Um, no. I don't think uh, you need to wait, meet someone she, to form an opinion hang on, on them. around the Maison, <laughs> Maison Blanc? <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't think she's one who hangs around. Well, do, do, it depends not. how much money he's got. Oh, I can't oh. believe... <laughs> I can't, I tell you, there's something. <laughs> the thing is, she's disabled. And you, usually the disabled get the benefit of the doubt. For, I think, you know, usually don't the disabled don't go around trying to flog their story to the highest bidder. No, the disabled whilst they're still the in benefit. hospital. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> oh. no, but you know, you, you, you do. If someone's disabled, you, even if they're a nasty person, you think, well, you know, they've got a lot to put up with and I, I sympathise with that. But she gets none of that. Heather. No, I, I was talking about her on stage once, and I tried to defend her a bit. I said, "You know, we don't know; she might be all right." And there'd been these, uh, she, there'd been these weird rumours. Can I point out completely unfounded, and I'm mm. sure untrue rumours that that, um, that Paul had been knocking her about. You mm. know? And this, and I mentioned this, and I said, "No, if that if that turned out to be true, we'd feel terrible. Some old scouser knocking around a, a one-legged woman. I mean, what could be worse than that?" I said, what, what, how would you feel, mate? And this bloke just shrugged and said, best band ever. <laughs> <laughs> As if that would make it OK. <laughs> Absolutely okay. scandalous. She does talk a lot, though, doesn't she? She, yeah. like, she fights her corner and... She, she, it, she's fond of a statement, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she does. She said that um, this court case was stopping her doing charity her charity work and it would have cost thousands of lives. <laughs> so we should say uh, she's took her nanny to That's court. That's it, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't, what, what is the nanny it, claiming on dismissal? It was an dismissal? unfair dismissal and also she'd been, yeah, she'd been downgraded to just being a cleaner. Yeah, she is said. that a downgrade? Well, exactly. Not in our house. Well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
I regard the cleaner and rules the roost in our house. I but Heather she says... Just the chickens make a hell of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Heather says she's doing this not just for herself, to bringing this to court, yeah. she's doing this for people everywhere who have problems with domestic staff. She, she says um, for, for people who are held to ransom by domestic, by domestic staff. staff. No, we all will like suffer that, from it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know if you remember that siege I was involved in with my cleaner when she uh, <laughs> yeah. she had me and my girlfriend at gunpoint until we <laughs> until we bought more Mr Sheen. Yeah, we had to have a whip round, send someone round to sort it all out. Yeah, exactly. It's all gone out of Polish hand. interpreter, <laughs> and also I think a Polish interpreter had to turn up. Also, can we just say what's ha- on a far more shallow level? What's happened to Heather Mills's sort of looks? I mean, her hair, Frank. I used to quite fancy Heather Mills. She looks like Julius Caesar in a high street suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll tell you what's odd. It's that almost always I think women look better with short hair. Not in this case. No, but no. she she's turned into so, a sort of a threatening PE teacher type figure. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be pro, Heather. The papers, this was in, the, this was in one of the papers. I don't know which one because it's a printout. But um, it's just the words I have to get in. It said, mm. uh, some of her, speaking of Heather, some of her evidence was like a childish account of a playground <laughs> spat. Wait for it. But ex-porn star Heather looks stern and put in a ruthless performance. So can we get um, ex-porn star in with stern? And I think ruthless. Let's put ruthless in as well. Poor Heather. She must have got to be... They even said Heather broke down in tears, pausing to drink some water. Obviously, they don't think they're real... T- they think she's like tiny tears. You had to fill up a yeah. small tank <laughs> to get liquid. She couldn't possibly really cry. Now, I think we should get run as a guest. Wouldn't it be great to find out she was lovely? Oh. Mm, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> would we? <laughs> oh, well, she's I, not going to be nice. What, I just think it's, I haven't met her. You're going to give people the benefit of the doubt. No, I don't I mean. agree with that, Frank. As someone has just texted in, I haven't met Hitler either, but I'm pre- pretty sure he wasn't very nice. Thank you, Scott, for backing up my point. Thank you, Scott. <laughs> yeah, but you see, the, the, the natural comparison between this woman and Hitler also suggests a certain extreme Hitler and, Hitler and Paul McCartney had a very turbulent relationship. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Um, hold on. No, I can't think of anything to say to that. I think sometimes you just have to let them go. It's no yeah. good trying to dwell. And I don't yeah, want to do it. Unlike bread, I find that half a joke is not better than none. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. A design for Life, Manic Street Preachers. Um, which I think sums up your family tree, doesn't it, <laughs> My that, My granddad did get arrested in London on the street for street preaching at one point. Yeah. Oh, anyone got a Raymond Blanc anecdote? <laughs> no, I think that's a great... How many of us can say that? I mean, my dad was arrested, but not for street preaching. He just hit people. <laughs> um, this, I must my say, dad was this arrested, cho- but let's not go into that. This, um, <laughs> I'd love to go into that. It sounds great. My, <laughs> this chocolate bonnie is absolutely fabulous chocolate. Mm. It's... Mm. I've, I've gone with the ears first. Yeah, I know. You've eaten it in a really controlled way. You've nibbled at it. Well, you started at, at the rear of the rabbit. Mm, I did. And I, I was put off by the presence of the scot, <laughs> you see. I, don't, I didn't fancy the scot much. And, uh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, no, quick, someone, someone, someone do something. Oh, God, I should have read this warning on the wrapper. <laughs> It says, bell and ribbon may represent a risk of choking. (laughs) 
I love the fact that it's going to represent a risk of choking. Actually, it isn't one, but it's, it's symbolically, <laughs> it's prepared to represent one. Also, I don't like the incident that must have prompted that warning. It makes me sad. Yes. I think at least it's not, if you are going to choke to yeah. death, it is nice to have an element of jingle bells all the way as you disappear. <laughs> at least you would have been having chocolate and having a nice time when you went. And every time you ring a bell, an angel gets his wings. Mm. So, that's another one. Um... We've had a text in, Frank, during the week. Oh, sorry, just from the end of that, gets his wings box set. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry about that. If any angels listen, I'm sorry that's turned up there. But there's some good... The first album, uh, which I think is called uh, Wild Life, is it called? That's that's quite good. Do you want to hear this text? Yes. It's from Chris Wayne in New Zealand. He says, near Australia, brackets. Does anyone listen to this show in England? No. We're an international... We have Detroit, we have Russia... We got pig iron! <laughs> we got all pig iron! Chris says. Pig iron curtain! <laughs> People behind the pig iron curtain! We've got that as well. Oh. Carry on. Chris says, different. We got pig Iran! We got all pig Iran! This Frank. is my international. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Carry on. I don't trust you not to interrupt with one of your pig iron rants. I won't, I won't do it again. Okay. Um. You're so going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it. Honestly, I've I've gone strictly aluminium for this. Okay, this is from Chris. He says, Dear Frank, a little late, I know, but I have another famous last words entry for you because we were talking about this, weren't we? I love famous last words. And he says, One of my favourites is from the British author Somerset Maugham, who said just before he died, It's too late for fruit, too early for flowers. That is good. Isn't that lovely? Too hot for lamb. (laughs) Yeah, we should send it's too hot for lamb. (laughs) Many of you will know that my dad used to call Somerset Maugham Somerset Matham. So that's got all sorts of... uh, It set all sorts of bells ringing. (laughs) David Baddiel is in after this track. I know, I'm really excited. I went and embraced him and gave him a big hug. Did you? Yeah. Both? You you two didn't bother. (laughs) I noticed. No, well, I, you know, I don't like to... Sp- I, when they arrive in the studio, I like it as if I have never seen them before, and it, it's exciting. What music have we got for David? Um, well, I thought we'd uh, herald his appearance by playing the new Fall single, because he loves... Oh, man, he loves them. This is uh, Berry Parts 1 and 4. Absolute Radio. That's uh, Berry by The Fall, which is the new single. Purchase it, download it, just do it. David Baddiel has arrived in the studio. Hello, Frank. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. know, you. when I arrived, they said to me, you'll be on After The Fall. I said, does he always get the guest on After The Fall? And he said, yeah, yeah. I said, is there any kind of listener drop-off normally at that point? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, great. I, I couldn't put the headphones on. I don't know if you noticed, I put them on, I had to take them off again. D- Dave once got uh, in my car and said... What's that horrible noise? Is it the fall? Yeah, yeah. I think it was the car backfiring. You've had to listen to it quite a lot over the years, then. Well, actually, not that much because Frank got into the fall not when we first met, quite like seven or eight years ago. Yeah, less than that, even. Yeah, I'm a late, I'm a late developer I, on the fall. You it. came out, in fact, to me. I think we were in Portugal at the time. We were walking on a moonlit beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was very like so romantic. It was very like someone actually coming out, except it was about liking Marky Smith, <laughs> which is rare, I think, when people come out in the normal way but that yeah. comes up <laughs> exactly they rarely combine yeah. I'm, I'm gay and I like Marquis Smith yeah. Yeah. 
No, but I remember you said to me, if I was you, I wouldn't tell anyone. <laughs> Yeah. Did you actually again. say that? I did say bad advice again for most people coming out. Uh, yeah, it's got <laughs> <Yeah>. 1950s advice. So <laughs> exactly. the agony aunt on this morning would advise you to exactly, do that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I, you know, I, you know, hey, I'm sure the fall are great. I can't hear it myself. What's great about them? And so I advised against Frank. Oh, they're growing public. on me. Sport Victorian child. Nothing wrong with that. Growing on you. You've been on this show how long? <laughs> God, over a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once a week over a year. Yeah. What's oh, like being married? <laughs> yeah, I, um, I remember you said the thing is they're the sort of band that if people are trying to be cool, yes. they say they like the four. So you yeah. best keep your mouth shut. Well, it's, uh, that is a very unlikely thing for you to try and do to try and be cool. Mm. You're not a man, I think, who ever tries to second guess the hip agenda. No, possibly exactly. the broken hip agenda. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and so I thought, oh well, I'm obviously wrong. I'm wrong about so many things, and uh, I was wrong because I thought, well, you know, if Frank likes it, then he must genuinely like it. Because I've never known you to like something. Except Utterly genuinely, but I couldn't. I still can't see it. it sounds like a terrible racket. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, we're all different. Yeah. I love that such an old granddad thing. Terrible racket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Dave, you've you've written a film. I have. I've written and co-produced. I believe is the word a film called The Infidel, which comes out this Friday in cinemas. Mm. I've been yeah. invited to the premiere on Thursday. So is Frank Skinner. I think. Oh, okay. I don't know if he's RSVP. I have RSVP. Oh, thank you. Oh, okay. See, I, see, I was a bit sniffy about that because I thought, surely I don't have to RSVP. <laughs> I mean, I've known this man for years. <laughs> I know. It was ridiculous. You actually said to me, someone will sort that out. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, you just, I actually had to reply and everything. Well, yeah. obviously my PA did, but yeah. even so. I know, you were Very inconvenient. I had to phone her and tell her to do it. <laughs> you know, I had other things to do. No, fair enough. But thank you all for coming. I'm sorry the other Pilgrim. Gavin, you haven't been no, invited, no, have you? Gareth, <laughs> Gareth. Gareth. <laughs> you're not Gavin. Maybe you sent my invitation in to Gavin. Of, in the midst of an apology <laughs> for not inviting him, you also got his name I'm wrong. so sorry, Gavin. David, uh, that's a very Gareth. you thing to do, which <laughs> it, is why I love it so it much. It is, yeah. I'm, I'm a nice chap, but I forget people's names. Uh, yeah, Gareth. Is that right? <laughs> yes. uh, well, I'm sorry you haven't been apologised. I'm sorry I got your name wrong. What else can I apologise for? I don't know. Um, I'm not you look a bit like me. I, I don't know. Is, is there a sort of <laughs> yeah, visual podcast? I think <laughs> my yeah, dreams. Exactly. I think <laughs> he look, he does. That's how you see yourself as a young, trendy man. Where is the young, trendy man you speak of? Where is that person? When you said you look a bit like me, I thought Bluto, the, the villain from Popeye, <laughs> and you were talking to him. <laughs> I think we've got a slightly odd idea of how attractive Garrett. No, I don't want to insult you again. How attractive Garrett is. You just is. have. Well, at least he got the name right this time. Yeah. In the midst yeah. of this instance. When he was telling him he wasn't attractive, he got the name right. Yeah, no. Anyway, Gareth, I'm sorry. I'm sorry everyone else in this room uh, who hasn't been invited. Come anyway, I'll go and watch it in the cinema. That'd be better for me. What about the listeners? Have you invited any? of them? Some of them, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's who's listening. Right? It's at Hammersmith yeah, Apollo, uh, okay. which Well, they're all going to people... turn up now, don't tell them. Well, well, well there'll be loads. I imagine there'll be loads of empty seats, won't they? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 Harsh and cruel, but in fact we've sold out the uh, public ticket uh, thing, because you could buy tickets for it, because it's for mm. charity. And uh, that's now sold out, so it's just the, the guests who are Theoretically, celebrities. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that extends quite far these days, that word. Well, when you consider I've been invited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Do you remember the time when we went to see... Uh was Ed Wood that Johnny Depp film? And there, yeah. there was an area. Oh, there. there was an area. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, they kept an area that they said we went. We arrived, and a bloke said, 
oh, you can't sit there. That area is reserved for celebrities. And we thought, oh, yeah, that's a what shame. do we say? Do yeah. you say? Well, I am one. That's such an awful thing. I think you did thing. say that. Yes, I think I did. Did you? I think I did, because, well, I, I, oh, I, I, I did that all wandering around in Leicester Square for two hours. Someone has to, you know, bite that Dave bullet. carries clippings for these situations. <laughs> yeah, just in case. Just in case. Do you know who yeah. I am? Well, look, here's my showreel. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I wish we had, because you remember there was one other celebrity. Yeah, who it, was it? It was Wolf from Gladiator. <laughs> I remember it very clearly. And he was, he was straight in there, by the way. There was no just for celebrities, so with Wolf. No, and he was a fabulous... He was with a fabulous babe in a gold miniskirt. Me and Dave sat there like two extras from Last of the Summer White. And the other thing was, at that, it was you know what? No other celebrities turned up in that row. No. It was, it was the four of us for that entire film. I don't think any other celebrities turned up at all. Yeah. No other yeah. gladiators? Uh, no, no other gladiators. No, not even... Not even my, my one of my best friends off um, off a of gladiators. That dear dear hunter. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! <sighs> As Elvis Presley once said, "It's been a long time." Absolute radio. Blimey, that was uh, American Idiot Green Day. And I'm with uh, American Idiot. No, I knew you were going to be born in New York. <laughs> yeah, I was it kind in of York. works. You're not a, an idiot, I know. You but know what? There was a short pause where I thought, is Frank. Uh, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to say that. <laughs> Throw it all in, I. That's what I no, said. That's, that's blanket, right. blanket bombing. Yeah. So, um, The Infidel we were talking about, which is David Baddiel's new film, which comes out on Friday. It does. Which it we've both seen, and it's fantastic. We oh, have thank seen. Thank you very much. What a relief that was, though. I know. It? Because it's I, that awful moment. It's I, difficult. What if, it's a, what, if it, what if you'd written some crap? <laughs> <laughs> well, I have in my time, as you know. No, but, but I, oh. I, could feel, I could almost feel it was quite a full room, wasn't it? It was like 300 yeah. people. But I think I could sense Frank's trepidation more than anyone else. Thinking, he's already thinking, oh, God, what am I going to say if this is rubbish? Well, I, I mean, I'd seen the trailer... And so I knew th- I knew there was at least three laps in it because there was three laps in the trailer. But I mean, I didn't know where they were going to come. No. They might have all come right at the end. <laughs> and then um, I won't say what this is, but right at the beginning of the film, there's a massive, well, like one of those really massive laughs. And, know and then mean. I thought, oh, I can relax now. So yeah. thank goodness for that. No, that and you've got good. such a good cast as well. Yes, Omid Jalili, who I think is great in it, really proving himself to be a brilliant comic actor as well as a, a, a great stand-up. And then we've got this guy Richard Schiff, who's from The West Wing. Who might not be that yeah, well known? Toby in this from the West Wing. Thank yeah, you very much, Toby. Gavin. Yeah, brilliant. Gareth. <laughs> I went for Gavin. I know it's Gareth. When you say Gareth. he's from the West Wing, do you mean he lives in Emily's house? He does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I've never he's... seen the West Wing. Oh, haven't you? No. It's, uh, I didn't, to be oh. honest, I hadn't watched it that much before we cast him, and then I had to watch a lot of it very quickly, pretend that I had. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's uh, Wikipedia the West Wing. Yeah, basically, it's um, it's a very famous US TV series about life in the White House, and he played at head of communications Toby Ziegler. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. In that. And uh, he's actually look, he's a bald, bearding man. Who the more I look at him in the film, the more I think I've based this bloke on my dad without realising <laughs> it. Sort of like twenty years ago, my dad, who by the way has also been arrested. I heard you talking about that earlier. Oh, has he? Yeah, Why yeah. Was Colin Baddiel D- D- arrested recently? <laughs> no, not recently. Uh, although you know he might have been. And I, I love a, I love a Colin Baddiel anecdote. Well, it's very simple. My dad, who you will know, who is a sort of slightly a very nice but slightly trampy, slightly sweary man, was slightly arrested. Eccentric. He was arrested for apparently getting very drunk and falling over in front of a policeman and then throwing up on his boots. And oh. I think the charge, therefore, is drunk and disorderly. <laughs> that yes. I believe is what. That's it was. a nice thing for a dad to be arrested yeah, for. Yeah, and he spent a night in the cells in Swansea. He's from Swansea. I mean, he didn't take him to Swansea from London. <laughs> we don't want this work anywhere near us. <laughs> and he did, to be fair, he did terrible. smell of sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, he <laughs> smells of sick. What do you think, Swansea? Yes. <laughs> you know the routine. Yeah, he has been arrested. It's marvellous. But uh, So we've all got arrested dads, is that true? Mm. 
in this room. That's a strange thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, Mine I, wasn't I really arrested. Thing. I just made it up for comic effect. Oh, OK, all right. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I'm so gullible. <laughs> no, not really. Uh, it was my grandfather as well, but... Um, oh, was it? That's because you know, you're so young. You don't know my name. You're so, so young and beautiful. <laughs> I do know your name, uh, <laughs> I remember Gary. details like that. <laughs> so, look, can yeah. you... Can you cause we've seen the film, and I don't know if that thing is because we know about it, we presume everyone else does. So what, what's it about? It's about a Muslim man who discovers uh, quite, you know, in his 40s, uh, when he's got a family around him and a settled life, that he, in fact, was adopted at birth and is actually Jewish. And that's kind of the absolute kernel of the film. Um, there are lots of other bits and pieces going on in it. It's also his son is about to get married to the stepdaughter of a fundamentalist cleric and uh, bits and pieces of other stuff. But that's really the centre of it. And, um, yeah, and it's kind of... Um, a lot of people have talked about it being controversial, and it, I suppose it is controversial, though I don't think you've ever thought it's that controversial, but to do comedy about religion and, and <coughs> stuff. But actually, when you see it, I would say it's a kind of warm, feel-good, you know, funny film... That does go to edgy areas, but it's not setting out to offend in the way that some films might. Yeah, I, li- I like uh, I like comedy about religion myself, but uh, I like a good Jewish joke. Yeah. And there's some proper Jewish jokes in it, which I won't repeat, obviously, but yeah. Can I say something about that, actually? Which is that um, a few people have said to me whilst I've been doing interviews, you said, oh, you know, we were, you, know the, you were this guy on the Mary White Experience, and then you were this football guy, and then so, so now you're kind of sort of seen, to some extent, as like Jewishness is one of your things. And I said, yeah, I, I don't even really think of myself in a way as that Jewish, but I think the person who's responsible for that is Frank Skinner, to some extent, <laughs> because... You I did sing say, Have a Nagila when you were walking up the stairs. Yeah, well, Frank, I mean... <laughs> no, I, I, I said just, Have a Tequila. <laughs> well, one of the... You here, had one here, can I say this? It's slightly... But let me explain it. When I started living with you, I don't know if you know, listeners, we used to live together, me and Frank, mm. uh, just before he came out. And um, <laughs> what... Well, because Frank, I think, is interested in my Jewishness, uh, and just by living together, he started to pick <laughs> up bits of Yiddish, right? <laughs> and Frank is a very non-Jewish man in ways, but he started using bits of Yiddish. And there is a Yiddish word for a non-Jew. Uh, mm. which is yok. It's a slightly yeah. derogatory word, to be honest, but there you go, which is yok. And he started to do so many jokes involving Yiddish. He said, can I do a whole act like this? <laughs> I could call myself Yoki Mason, right? <laughs> which is a fantastic joke, I have to say. There's so much in it. Uh, yeah, and so I did Jewish jokes, but I did jokes about knowing Jews rather than being one. Yeah, the idea. yeah no, that would be foolish. <laughs> what do you think is the best Jewish joke? I, my favourite Jewish joke ever was one on the two Ronnies when there'd been a nuclear... Um, Fallout, and there's mm. like, very few people left on the planet. And he said, There's hardly any religions. In fact, the Jews are having to join with the Mormons, and the headquarters is going to be in Salt Beef City. <laughs> <laughs> I like this one. I heard it the other day. Uh, uh, there's that show Ghost Stories. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. Uh, Andy Nyman's show. He's Jewish. Um, not, not that they all are. Don't stop thinking <laughs> they all are in showbiz, because Frank isn't. Uh, Emily Prattley is on, an honorary Jew. Yeah. Um, but what I like about Gavin? Joke. Uh, Gavin, <laughs> looking at him now, I can't tell. Uh, but, but this is the joke. Uh, an Englishman, a Frenchman and a Jew are sitting on a bench. And the Englishman says, I'm so tired and thirsty, I must have beer. And the Frenchman says, oh, I am so tired and thirsty, I must have wine. And the Jew says, I'm so tired and thirsty, I must have diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, isn't it? You see, if you know Jews, you know yeah. exactly what that's about. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Radio. The premiere is on uh, Thursday. Yeah. And I've, I've got my invite, and mm-hmm. it's at Hammersmith Apollo, which is yeah. an unusual place. It's not even a cinema, is it? it well, it used to be a cinema. It used to be Hammersmith Odeon, uh, which obviously is a cinema, even though we think of it as a rock venue. And it actually has the biggest screen still. 
in, in Britain and a Wurlitzer. Someone who's going to be playing the Wurlitzer. The mighty Wurlitzer. The mighty Wurlitzer. And um, I, um, <coughs> I suggested it actually because we, we're a low budget British film. We can't afford uh, a sort of Empire Leicester Square thing to hire those cinemas cost a fortune. And so people were saying Curzon, Mayfair, and all that stuff. And I thought that doesn't feel quite right. So because I've played Hammersmith Odeon and Omid's played it, and it's basically to some extent, you know, the, not the home of comedy. But I've played it. Can you I say played it? Of played course, it. you've played it. But well, you're not involved in the film. Okay, <laughs> Gavin and I haven't played it. We're the only ones. Yeah. So I suggested Hammersmith, and then uh, we went for it. And what we've decided to do, partly because it's a comedy venue, and partly because Hammersmith want to sell some drinks, so there needs to be an interval, is we're going to have like half an hour, forty minutes of comedy and music before the film. Uh, I'm going to be hosting it. Omid's going to be doing uh, ten minutes or so, and we we ran this competition. I don't know if you know, but we ran a competition called Which Religion is Funniest based on the film in which comics mainly you know, unknown comics came on a Facebook site and told religious jokes oh. and some of it was really funny and uh, I think the two best are going to be doing a couple of minutes each their funniest religious jokes as well and Ian Brody's going to be playing oh brilliant and actually one of the things about Ian Brody playing right is he's probably going to be doing pure I don't know what he's going to be doing but obviously a few people started to say hang on you're going to be there Frank's going to be there mm-hmm. what about doing three lines I said no can't do three lines because nothing can follow like, Omid would be coming on afterwards and Omid's great but nothing can follow three lines the film can't follow three lines right? I suppose if we did three lines of Judah <laughs> that would be alright yeah I don't know it though we would have you to have, have, we'd have, we'd have to have a bit of a tinkle with a lyric yeah I think have a bit of Hebrew in it I'm up for it yeah uh, but uh, it is happening I think there may be still tickets available and it's Comic Relief and this charity I'm involved with called Calm we'll be getting the profits so uh, profits that's another religious reference oh it's gone religious crazy <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do do come along it should be a great night I'll tell you something else which you, you I think will be interested in is when I watch the film at screenings one of the things I think is it's a comedy film I want you know people get lost but I feel there should be some kind of warm up because normally, if you were, you know, a big act like a film is, you'd have a warm up first. But you don't get that with a film. So, for the first time at Hammersmith, we're going to have a proper warm up no, for a good. comedy film. So it should storm it. Well, see, when I used to go to the cinema as a, as a youth, there used to be two films on. So right. there was a warm up. There was like the B film and then the main movie. But goodness me, those days are gone. I remember yeah. Wurlitzers back then as well. I would imagine. I th- yeah, people used to arrive on that. <laughs> <laughs> or was that? I think that was uh, Davros. Davros used to live local. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> wouldn't it, wouldn't Doctor Who have been a better programme if Davros had had a mighty Wurlitzer instead of just that small thing? Yeah, I'm still slightly frightened of Davros. I don't like to talk about him. <laughs> Whenever I see him, I still feel slightly ill at ease. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see him often? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he comes around all the time. He, I think he's Jewish. If I remember Davros, Bobby Davros, <laughs> Bobby Davros, marvellous. <laughs> well, look. Anyway, the film comes out on Friday. Yeah. So for people who haven't got tickets for the uh, premiere, you can go out and see it then. Yes. Or and just become uh, friends with David Baddiel like I did. Easy. That's yeah. the other option, yeah. yeah, yeah it's to, it's it, not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> I put up a terrible wall to Gareth. Oh, sorry. Perhaps oh, we should embrace. But you've really taken to his name now. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm saying it over and over again to prove something. That's what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Well, it is. Uh, I, I can personally state with it, although obviously I have links with this man. This, uh, by the way, me and Dave are doing a load of um, radio shows and podcasts for Absolute for the Coming World Cup, in we case are. you hadn't heard. Yeah. And we did a bit of a thing, we had a bit of a warm up thing the other day and it was uh, it was oh man it's great to be back it is yeah so um thanks a lot dave Hang on, so you were about to say you're about to say i can say without reservation then you got started talking oh, about absolutely <laughs> you didn't say it oh uh, sorry um i just remembered i had a reservation this script was written for coaches now i it's a very very funny film and i would i would recommend you to see it. and if you don't think it's funny i'll give every one of you your money back who don't don't like it <laughs> well, what would coot say about that, that? Was, that was, <laughs> just, that's a statement from david badil yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't you'll be go go gareth 
Are you um, all right yes, now? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I've got the name right. Yeah. Dave is like that, really, believe me. <laughs> I was so happy he, he got mine right, so <laughs> don't feel bad about it. We, um, I, I, w- this week I have been on holiday. Is this, uh, do we have to put these words in the right order? <laughs> <laughs> You've been um, on holiday, well, it's yes. all right. For oh, where'd you go, Mauritius? <laughs> well, we went to, um, we went to Kent. Oh. Because but that's in London. You just turn right at the Tesco <laughs> Metro. Why would you go there on holiday? I it's not actually in London. I think sort of fine. is, isn't it? Isn't yeah. it that the orchard of Great Britain, the fruit basket the gar- of Britain, the Garden was. of Britain, the Garden, and it was something like that. Garden of Britain and um, Garden of England. And um, well, it's because Laura's mum and dad have come over, and they live in Spain. So I thought they, it was called the Garden of England because it's covered in dog excrement. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. Um, and um, yeah, we went. So they've come over. So, so it's we a went. Family holiday. Yeah, it's a family holiday. So. Um, it was nice, but there w- there's not much to do. It rained a lot, so basically our big day. Well, it out, will do if you're in Kent. Our big day out was we went to the Tunbridge Wells Shopping Centre, oh. um, the um, Victoria Centre, I think it's called. I don't feel don't feel any obligation <laughs> to block it. <laughs> Did they give you any freebies? No, <laughs> no. Um, but it, it was weird because remember last week in Blackpool, your hotel room. We talked about that. Um, yes, in the toilet. You said there was, there, was a, there was a wicker armchair. Yeah. You say I said you saw it. I took you in the yeah. toilet and showed it to you. Don't be bashful. Yeah. We had quite a long chat. There was yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> One could see. I imagine that old, old people would would see, it and the, the bloke would have a ball of wool while the old lady. Um, <laughs> held her arm stretched out with one she sat on the toilet and he sat on the wicker chair that's where I thought it would go mm. well well, we went to in the in this shopping centre there was a there was a family toilet we were taking Ethan to get him changed <laughs> how many toilets that's disgusting <laughs> yeah, well, well, we wanted, well, we were looking, <laughs> it's like a trough we were looking <laughs> we were looking for somewhere to change Ethan so we found this one that it sort of had a picture of a uh, um, uh, grown up and a child so we thought oh we'll go in there and in there there were two toilets in one cube, side by side, just in a big room. That is repulsive. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair though, I think you'll find that's the conjoined twins toilet. <laughs> <laughs> There's only four in England, and so you can imagine that they have to really, if they, if they start to get desperate, they're out there to jump into a car. Also, how did you know just from that graphic? Of course, the, the, big the same person. one has to drive all the time, <laughs> unless they get an American car over just for a change. Sorry, carry on. Um, and. Yeah. Did so you use did it? Em- um, yeah. Oh my we both- god! Well, you've got to, you know. When in Rome, we 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 both went. No, the thing is, you weren't in Rome. <laughs> no. You're in. <laughs> in Rome, don't use the latrines. <laughs> we both went. So, so who, who went? You and you and me, your wife, me and Laura. Yeah. What your you father-in-law? <laughs> you sat side <laughs> you by side. You and your father-in-law. That's absolutely. But that would have been a picture t- to match the posh Beck's wedding picture of them on white <laughs> ornamental thrones. <laughs> it was really odd. It was we properly giggled because you don't usually do that did you uh, no you don't you don't ever do it actually is the word i would have used did you uh, did you hold hands <laughs> no oh that's not hygienic <laughs> oh god oh, oh lovely well there's some i think there's something quite romantic about it. you know that's what marriage is about isn't it Rel- being relaxed around each oh, other i hope not <laughs> <laughs> terrible <laughs> cocktail of oh. absolute radio Gareth had a go at me while that song was playing. I did not have a go at you. I didn't hear him because my headphones were on. Frank, can I just say my bit and then he can say his? (laughs) (laughs) No, just quickly. And so he went, oh, I'm doing a Gareth. So he insulted himself whilst insulting me. It all backfired. At least he got the name right. (laughs) (laughs) Look on the bright side. Speaking of um, things going a bit... 
Did you do any April Fools? No, because I've got a mortgage. <laughs> oh, does that stop you? Well, that's why I did one because I don't have a mortgage. Obviously. What is a mortgage? Oh, fine. That's going to alienate you. <laughs> yeah. People. Oh God. This, Go yeah. on. What was the April Fools I mean, that you did? People like ET. Why didn't he alienate people? <laughs> what was the April Fools that you Protestant, did? He was Protestant. I think you can tell. Yeah. So the April, I thought. I, what well, I think the. I think the secret I re- I learnt this is that don't mix April Fool's mm. pranks with PMT. Oh. oh dear! It's a very very dangerous cocktail, right? And what happened was um, when I got up on uh, whatever morning it was, was it Thursday morning, April Fool's Day? Yeah. But anyway, I got up. I told my girlfriend that I'd been offered a, a series on uh, Channel Four with Got Quan. <laughs> <laughs> That is um, quite a good April Fool. In which I suppose a lot of you listening tried the same thing on your <laughs> girlfriends. I um, and I said it was called "Would You Wear That?" And Did you really say this? Honestly, thing? yeah. And I said it was a program in which I went out into the streets of Britain with Gok Kwan, and I wore a series of elaborate avant-garde <laughs> outfits. Um, and I said I'd been offered forty episodes. <laughs> 40. <laughs> I thought that'll swing it, surely. Well, when I told her at first, I've been off the yeah. episode with, with Got Kwan, she said, uh, oh, he's quite, you know, people, he's quite in at the moment, Got Kwan. I thought, oh, probably this isn't going at all. Well, <laughs> then she went into the other room, and of course, with the PMT, she then came out saying, God, I can't believe that, it's going to be so humiliating, and completely flipped. <laughs> and she got so angry and aggressive about the fact that I was, because I, I was saying, I think it's a really good, I'm going to say yes, I better tell you, and my manager's all for it. I love the idea of you and like some Harlequins outfit. Exactly, yeah, in, in Oldham, in a, in a shopping centre in Oldham, and him saying, you know, oh, go down there, Frank. And I say, oh, hold on, do you stand in on my pantaloons? <laughs> so anyway, uh, she got so angry about the fact that I was doing Would You Wear That We Got well, Quar. You think it's a real programme now? You're talking yeah. about <laughs> she got, th- I was frightened to tell her it was a joke. No. So, so I, I left her. We, we left Did you the- ring Channel 4 and say you're going to have to commission it? <laughs> well, she actually mentioned <laughs> to someone at Channel 4 <gasps> that I was doing it. And they no! said, oh, they said, really, no! I, I hadn't heard about that. Oh. <laughs> she found her mother and said, I think she apparently she said, I, I think I might have to split up with Frank. He's going to absolutely humiliate us. Up I mean, it got. I think I've heard about it. I think there's a lot of buzz. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of buzz. But about it that. got. So I couldn't tell her. Because we got, like. We walked. We left home together. We walked in to work together. And she suddenly said, I think I've left the iron on. And went in the opposite direction. Oh. And so I didn't get a chance to explain. So or because would you wear that? I know, yeah. So that oh. was my. Uh, that was my attempt at an April Fool. 40 episodes, Frank. What were you thinking? She's very uh, strict. See, when I got back from Blackpool, I had, yeah. a, I had a ukulele badge on. They gave me a badge. Right. It was like a, it was a, a ukulele leaning on a lamppost, thus expressing... Oh, that's attractive, yeah. And she said, um, <laughs> she said to me, badges, we're going to have to talk about that. <gasps> as oh. soon as I got here. So you see, I'm, I'm living under a reign of terror. Badgers, no badgers. Yeah, I think she said. Oh yeah, there were two. There were two badgers in the living room, <laughs> both in stockings and suspenders. That explains what she says. It there. was like wind in the willows, nights. The sexy <laughs> exactly. wind in the willows. Exactly. Oh, wind wow. in the willows, uncovered. <laughs> oh dear. Well, I think that's well, you, about... that. You won't be doing April Fool's tricks again. Oh, by the way, um, we uh, we had lots of uh, people who. who uh, 
suggested names for the week, the midweek podcast. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, we, we're going for the... It's not the weekend podcast is what it's called. Yeah. And uh, who sent that in? Was that Jerry? Jerry? I think Jerry. it was Jerry. Jerry, 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 Jerry. Ah, <laughs> oh, good day to you. Absolute Radio.